Mamas. It is June 1st and you are here listening to Mothering Wild. This, as promised, this is a short episode. Um, it is an off Monday. We'll resume with our um, inter- our conversational interview with Rashawn and Graham, Mothering Wild being an educator on June 8th, which is a Monday. So into it. Mothering has given all of us a new profound purpose. Everything I once did, I either don't do it anymore or the things that I still do, it has a new meaning to it. It's a different depth. It's it's more passionate. And one of those things is my poetry. I see writing for me is just different. It is more now, I realize it is more my survival. It is healing. It is the de-escalation to my fears, my anxieties, my anger. And I'm going to share with you guys a poem that I wrote. And I still play with the name. I wrote this a long time ago, a while ago. It's called Fair and Fantasy. And when I was pregnant with my firstborn, which is my beautiful brown little boy, um, Trayvon Martin happened. Trayvon Martin was killed. And I remember having so much fear. It was a different kind of feeling I had prior to having this baby in my womb. I was angry. I was fearful. I was anxious. I was empathetic. I was, I just could not just, it was just so different emotions, so many different emotions coming to me. And I know that I was pregnant. I know that there's hormones, but it's different when you have a child in your that you're growing in your womb and things are happening around the world to black and brown boys and girls. And I felt that feeling again once my child was born and my brown happened. And watching the riots, watching his parents and the interviews, just, again, the fear, the anxiety. And because poetry and writing is such a survival mechanism for me, I took to my journal. I started writing, and I would like to share with you. Every mother wants to protect their child. Maternal instinct will have you be the shelter from the rain without any hesitation, jump in front of a moving train, run full speed into a blazing fire, be their triple A Geico and spirit to their flat tire. But how do I shield them from words? Words can be more painful than third degree burns. How do I preserve his innocence from the ignorance when stigma precedes actual contact? The sad realization is prejudice has too much of a profound impact. Keeps the world all contained but not intact. I guess in a way I want him to stay ignorant to the world. Let him think glass ceilings are actually glass ceilings. No need for it to be broken by a woman or a girl. So what do I say to my son? A brown little boy with beautiful nappy hair. You know that hair that makes bubbles at the hairline before comb? The child who knows wherever mommy is, he is home. How do I explain that in this day and age, his reality of his beautiful friend who has bold brown eyes, stringy blonde hair that surpasses his chin, has more privileges to win. When it's the 11-year anniversary of Trayvon Martin, would I tell him there is no iniquity in humanity? It wasn't anybody's fault on that rainy day of February 26, 2012. The gun malfunctioned in the rain. But don't worry, Trayvon didn't feel any pain. Zimmerman's intent was to simply show off his rock in exchange for the Skittles that were in Trayvon's pocket. 
There's something precious about the innocence of a child who waves hello on a crowded New York City subway without any trepidation and not show bias because of class, race, gender, and education. I want him to stay inculpable and still manage to defy all odds, crush misconceptions, jump over obstacles, and just taste rainbows, even the ones in Trayvon's pocket. When it's the 16-year anniversary of Mike Brown, the summer before college, to get him safely into his dorm, should I explain to him the respective way to greet the cops, post up and surrender without mentioning he may be the assumed offender? Should I tell him there is no such thing as the right place at the wrong time? It's only the right place at the right time. But be home an hour before the street lights and don't wear black and yellow together, blue and orange. And forget about red. Neutral colors complement your skin. Oh, and there's places where the sun won't shine, so don't cross that city line. Inform him war is a form of protection from New Orleans hand grenades and the KKK are dressed up as ghosts for the city's Halloween parade. And then I wake up to realize I'll be his biggest enemy. My fantasy world has a huge penalty, shaping a man to have no identity. In order to recognize the bloom flowers, we have to be aware of their non-existence in wintertime. Thank you, mamas, for listening. We will get through this. I am believing laws will be passed in the near future. Dignity will be restored. And this time, we will and we shall overcome. Be on the lookout, Mothering Wild. Being an Educator, Part 2 with Roshana will air June 8th, Monday, June 8th. Mother of a while, listen to my mama.